0: Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now, here's your host, Brenda Alacy.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life right here on your radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30. It's a pleasure to be here, and I always enjoy the opportunity to talk to the movers and shakers in town. A little later in the show, we'll talk with Samantha Rudnick, who is Intercom's Promotions Director and in charge of all of our live events. And she's a young woman who knows how to keep all the plates spinning. A lot of different events happening across all seven of our Intercom stations, and we'll get into a cigar event uh, just a couple of hours away uh, in just a moment with Sam. But first, it's a pleasure to welcome Jason Barrett. He is the founder and head distiller of Black Button Distilling, uh, made in Rochester. Jason, good morning and welcome.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: I should say cheers probably, right? We
2: do say that a lot.
1: That's <laughs> one of my favorite expressions. And you are a Penfield native, and here you are uh, with this incredibly fast-growing business, that's based out of Rochester. Tell us uh, the 411, how did this all get going?
2: So, um, yeah, I was living down in D.C. I ended up being the accountant for a craft distillery down there called Catoctin Creek. I just fell in love with what they were doing. Uh, wanted to move back to the area, wanted to start my own business, um, had an interest and a passion in distilling, so did the perfectly reasonable thing, quit my job, sold my house, <laughs> moved to the West Coast, learned how to run a still, Moved back to Rochester, bought a still, and we've been figuring it out from there. So it's been a, it's been quite a ride these last seven years.
1: Oh, that's incredible! I give you a lot of credit for having the kind of entrepreneurial spirit and the uh, the fact that you rolled a dice and uprooted and went across the country. Why California to learn? Is it kind of the central uh, headquarters for learning how to distill?
2: So, given the you know kind of the wine background on the West Coast, uh, their craft distilling movement's a little earlier than ours. Um, so yeah, I bounced around Colorado, Washington. Uh, really, kind of made a quite a trip out of it, uh, working with a number of craft distillers. And it was a smaller community back then. There were probably only about 150 people uh, doing it across the country. So if you called and begged enough, they'd let you come and spend some time with them, work for free. Learn a thing a lot too along the way.
1: Did so. you work in vineyards to pay the bills, or work in some other capacity, and then do this as sort of your passion and, and uh, application? No, that,
2: the trip was solely focused on working in the distilleries um, and living as cheaply as humanly possible.
1: <laughs> a lot uh, of ramen noodles, I bet. A lot of ramen noodles, a lot of, <laughs> of
2: camping. Um, luckily, I'm, I'm a boy scout. Love, uh, love being out in the woods. Um, so yeah, just keeping oh. expenses low, and then uh, and then you know nothing like a, a Ford Taurus to carry you around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure you remember those days fondly. I'm sure more fondly as more time goes on, right?
2: It, it, it does uh, it does start to have a warm glow to it as yes. you don't have to actually live it. Yes.
1: Right. So what is it like to to distill something? Is it a matter of just finding the right formula after it's been done a few times? What To a layman, what does it mean to be a distiller?
2: So, I mean, we definitely start with the highest quality ingredients. We grow all our corn, wheat, rye, and malted barley at Edgewood Farms down near Geneseo. Uh, we bring those products to our facility, grind them, mash them with hot water to release the starches from the sugars, uh, allow our yeast to absorb those sugars and create the alcohol, and then through our equipment refine that alcohol to our finished product. Um, you know, it's not just one thing. You know, it's it's the I like to say it's a big math equation. Mm-hmm. You know, you put in great ingredients, you multiply it by great processes, you take care of really cleanly. Um, you know, equipment, and, uh, and the factory of the yeast and the, the men that run the facility have a lot of impact on that as well.
1: What about the actual vessel that it's in, Jason? Is it, is it usually some sort of metal, or do you go wood or a combination?
2: So when we're distilling, the, the stills are made out of stainless steel and copper. Uh, one of the byproducts of fermentation is copper sulfate, and that needs to get absorbed or attached to the sulfur, uh, sorry, to the copper, um to take that out you don't want the you don't want that kind of rotten egg smell right in the finished product um and then if we're making bourbon you know anything that's dark has been aged in a new charred american white oak barrel uh usually for two to four years and so, we go ahead so that's the other weird part about this i mean we've really finished our production for this year we're now making product that we won't see for three four ten years uh laying it away in the warehouse and, and we'll get to taste it someday so
1: so a key ingredient in your business is patience
2: yes i always joke my parents tried my girlfriends tried my teachers tried the first thing that finally taught me patience was the whiskey <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Yeah. It's amazing how we learn along the way. Um, we can't stress enough that this is based right in Rochester, just down the, the 90.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and how many people do you employ?
2: So we actually have 105 employees at this point, uh, spread out across New York, but the, the two largest centers for us are Rochester and Buffalo, because we also have that, uh, that tasting room based out of uh, Swan Street.
1: Yes, I'm glad you brought that up too. The Buffalo Tasting Room is at 149 Swan in downtown Buffalo. So can people just walk in anytime or do you need an appointment?
2: No, they can stop in any of the times that we're open. We're open uh, Thursday through Sunday, mostly in the evenings on Saturdays and Sunday during the day as well. Uh, The exact hours are on our website, blackbuttondistilling.com. But no, we love having people come in. Uh, We can do a tour, a tasting, uh, walk them through how we make the products, uh, serve them a cocktail. We've got little kind of tapas you know kind of bites to eat um and then from time to time people even host parties and things
1: that's a great idea and then you try to pair the food i would imagine with the appropriate liquor make sure that they complement one another the flavors the nuance yep that's great now if i do my math correctly jason you're 31 right yes My goodness. So you started this company when you were only 24 years old in 2012. Yep. And you have really gotten a lot of awards and accolades already, including USA Today's 10 Best Craft Specialty Spirits Distillery. Three years 15, 16, and 17. Wow. Consecutive years. New York Distillery of the Year. New York International Spirits Competition. And uh, kudos also from the Gin Guild, because I I know that's one of the products as well. So you've racked up all these awards. How did you make people aware of Black Button? Here you are in little Rochester, New York. You're a young guy. How did this all happen for you in terms of getting the word out?
2: Well, it certainly doesn't hurt to be on the radio. (laughs) <laughs> um, but also, I, I mean, totally w- agree with that concept <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a strong social media presence we've always uh, you know been asking people for their email addresses so we can keep them updated on what we're doing and we go to about 500 events a year uh, with our staff whether it's You know, um, one of the tasting festivals, Taste of Buffalo, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you'll find us out at farmer's markets. You know, we're always trying to find opportunities to talk to consumers about what we're doing here in Western New York.
1: And I know a lot of liquor stores um, have local sections. They'll have a New York State section, and I've seen Black Button in many of those. Um, And so I think... In our community, in Buffalo at least, I think there's a real emphasis on how people like to support other local businesses. Um, You see a lot of chain restaurants in other parts of the country, but in Buffalo there's so many great mom and pop establishments. So I think there's a real affinity for people who like to support other local businesses. Have you found that to be true when you talk to folks in, say, Buffalo or other parts of New York?
2: I mean, I would even say that Buffalo actually has a a stronger... Uh, positive reaction to local than many of the other parts. You know, we have uh, employees across the state. But in Buffalo, you know, it's, they'll have a New York section, but they'll put it right up front. Yes. You know, they'll make it a highlight of the store. They, the staff seems to make it a point to know about their New York products. And we don't always find that in other parts of the state, especially the closer to the city. It just doesn't seem to be as important to them. Um, so we always have appreciated. We actually sell more in Buffalo than we do in our hometown of Rochester. Really? Little, you know, Buffalo is also a little bigger. True. Um, yeah. But uh, but we've just been you know really well received, and it's one of the reasons why uh, why we have so many employees in this area.
1: Talking to Jason Barrett, a true entrepreneur, a guy who's pretty versatile. He's the founder and the head distiller for Black Button. And let's talk about your products, Jason. What are some of the um, things we should look for when we're Shopping at a store or perhaps at a bar and restaurant.
2: Yeah, so, um, so I started the company to make bourbon whiskey, um, you know, the true American spirit. Uh, so we have a blue label, you know, straight bourbon whiskey out at this point. Uh, a derivative of that ended up being our bourbon cream. Um, it's really like an Irish cream, but everybody that tastes it says it's way better. So that's great in your coffee or around the holidays. Um, we also make uh, vodka and gin. Uh, our gins are usually fairly non-ginny. You know, we like to say they're gateway gins. So our Citrus Forward and our Loganberry gin really are both quite popular here in Buffalo. Uh, so, yeah, we, we kind of uh, run the gamut. You know, I think we have 11 products total at this point.
1: What's next? Do you have uh, your eye on some other product as we, well?
2: We are working on canned cocktails. We would really love to get it where people can just pop a top, add a barbecue, and enjoy uh, a cocktail you know, fresh from a can. And we're, we're getting very close
1: I'm amazed so. at the cans. Now you see wine in a can. You see, as you say, pre-made cocktails in yep. a can. It's great if you're on a boat or at a picnic or smuggling it into the theater. <laughs> yep. Not that I've ever done that, but uh, it goes great. It really pairs well with popcorn, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you have moonshine as well, right? We do. Yeah, we have we have both <laughs> full
2: strength moonshine, hundred proof corn whiskey, and then we have apple pie moonshine. Which is already almost a, uh, a cocktail ready to go.
1: That's true too. Yeah. Does it come in the jar, the mason jar type of look?
2: It it comes in a bottle. Okay. Um, but uh, so we like to say it's an upscale moonshine oh. for when you're <laughs> when uh, when you're drinking in the woods, but still feeling yeah. fancy.
1: It sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Oh.
2: Uh, but jumbo shrimp. I mean. That's exactly yeah. right. Plastic glasses,
1: right? <laughs> there you go. So I wanted to ask you specifically about gin, Jason, because there are. Um, the, the, the lilac gin that you have—is it very heavy in the botanicals? Is that one of the things that you try to do? So it's is definitely ha- is heavy very, it up.
2: It's definitely very floral. Um, Goes great in an aviation, great in a bee's knees. So it is—you uh, know—it's got a lot of lilac, a lot of lavender, hibiscus, rose. Um, but we feel like it's pretty well balanced, um, so that it can really play well in those cocktails. makes mixes great with lemonade as well.
1: Yes, it does. And you can even drink it straight or, Mm -hmm. you know, on the rocks. Um, I noticed, too, that uh, the browns are really big nowadays, brown spirits in general, whether it's bourbon, even scotch, rye. Do you notice a trend in that regard? And do you think that'll continue, continue in the next few years?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's one of, I think, the most exciting things in our industry is that people are really starting to embrace all the different things you can do with aged liquor and starting to really appreciate the time and attention and investment that goes into people making that. Um, You know, we've won numerous awards for our bourbon and for our Empire Rye, uh, and that definitely is one of our best sellers when we do those tasting events at liquor stores.
1: Uh, A few weeks ago, I had Michael Hipperdon from Gallo Coal Fire Kitchen, one of my favorite restaurants in Lewiston, and he had a a poster. Yes. And so he was carrying your gin. Do you make an effort to try to... connect with local restaurateurs, eateries, you know, other types of establishments, even bed and breakfast in this area to carry your product?
2: Yeah. I mean, we have several full-time sales reps in the market. um, And Michael is a really interesting story. After getting to know us for a while, he brought an idea to us. Uh, There's a theory that the cocktail was originally invented in Lewiston, in the building that is now his restaurant. And so he commissioned us. We looked at some of the older records related to the town, related to that time, and came up with a Lewiston gin, uh, although we ended up having to call it the original cocktail gin. Um, but it's based on research of what gin would have been like in that area when the cocktail was invented. And we launched that with him a couple of weeks ago, and you can find that across Lewiston and the, the Buffalo area.
1: It's a great story about the woman who found the feather, and she used it to stir her drink, hence yep. cocktail. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of great things that you find in places like that, unlike, as we were saying before, Chain restaurants certainly have their place, but to be able to partner with a place like that, that has such a rich history and so many fun facts, I think just lends itself to the type of work you're doing. Before we close, Jason, I must ask you, how did you come up with the name Black Button?
2: I always forget to tell people about that. So my family has actually been entrepreneurial for quite a while. I would be the fourth generation if I was working at the button factory that my mother still runs. Uh, But unfortunately, being colorblind, all the buttons looked black to me. Uh, so there was a joke when I was a kid that if we uh, if I took over the factory we'd only be able to make black
1: buttons
2: (laughs) so I decided I would make some black buttons but of the liquid variety instead
1: very nice it worked out well it seems like a natural fit for your name and uh, and how can people find you on social media these days
2: Uh, so we've got Facebook Instagram Twitter uh, com is the best way to find us Um, and take it from there
1: Very good. And again, your tasting room in Buffalo is at 149 Swan Street. What a great idea. Go down, relax a little bit, have a taste, and uh, check out the latest offerings from Black Button. Jason, a real pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with some exciting event news coming up right after this.
0: Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. What's your outlet? Some days you can go into the neighborhood liquor store and save a few bucks, but at Outlet Liquor, you save money every day. You'll always pay the same low price every day on name brand spirits like Kettle One Vodka, Johnny Walker Red, Bailey's Irish Cream, Tanqueray Gin, and Dewar's. Magnum-sized bottles are just $39.99 every day. With prices that low, it's no wonder Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Outlet Liquor, George Urban Boulevard near Dick Road in Depew. What's your Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy.
1: And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life. I hope your weekend is going well. It's already August 10th, and the summer just continues to fly by. But it's nice to kind of reflect on what we've had happening uh, over the past few months here at Entercom and it's a pleasure to welcome back Samantha Rudnick to our Airwaves and Sam is a familiar name and face around the Entercom ranch here and sometimes you'll hear her on the radio too with some of our sister stations Sam is in charge of all the events at Entercom and what's your official title Sam
3: uh, live events, director, promotions director. I'm not sure.
1: Woman about town. Yeah, yeah, they say that. here
3: I should be the director of fun stuff, <laughs> which I'm like, that's not really professional, but I'll think about but it. But it actually
1: works. And yes. so Samantha's in charge of a lot of big ticket items, some of our signature items. So the um, the concert season just kind of wrapped up, Sam, but more to come, of course, as the weather turns a little colder. What was it like so far with uh, kiss the Summer Hello and some of the kerfuffle events?
3: Yeah. so the summer was awesome. We were lucky enough to in the in the month of June really, Um, We welcomed Kiss the Summer Hello, Kerfuffle, Starry Night in the Garden, which is a a staple event in Buffalo. And then really we wrapped up um, the summer in July with the WGR Golf Tournament and then Brews on the Water, which was just two weekends ago. Uh, And it was all of the events are unique to themselves, but also really encompass what Entercom and our stations are about, which is just having fun. And, you know, keeping things local.
1: And it's up to you to kind of keep all those balls in the air, right? So you've got all of these things to coordinate. You oversee a fairly large staff. But I would imagine at times, Samantha, it feels like there isn't enough staff. There's so many moving parts and so many things happening. And let's face it, in today's day and age, we have to make sure all of our I's are dotted and T's crossed. The legal things have to be taken care of ahead of time. What is that process like for you as you approach these
3: events? So really, we do have a really buttoned up... um legal department in Entercom from our, on a corporate level. But, um, luckily since I've been here, you know, for six years, it'll be seven in the spring. Um, you know, it's kind of nice because I have like a mental checklist of what needs to happen before we can announce an event, uh, what needs to be happening before we announce a band that's coming. All these things that need to be buttoned up that maybe somebody from the outside wouldn't know, um, even something as, as simple as getting tickets on sale. It doesn't just happen. We have to, you know, communicate with the venue, communicate with the website, uh, ticketing platform to get that to happen. Everything that happens months prior to the show or the event and then the day of when you open your doors and here come your attendees. And it's it's a really cool uh, feeling from my end. Um, and I'm lucky, like you said, to have the staff I do to to help me out. So.
1: Well, it all starts from the top, so you really lead by example. And But there have to be moments, I would imagine, when you wake up at 3 in the morning and say, oh my goodness, did I remember to submit this form or did we take care of that particular issue? Does that happen still? I have lots
3: of dreams <laughs> where I forget to do something very important and... I wake up and I, I think, yes, okay, I did that, or I ordered the food, or we have toilets coming, yeah, something right. so silly that I know I do, but my mind plays tricks on me for sure.
1: But it goes to show you that there are so many things that you have to take care of, from the less than glamorous, like ordering port mm-hmm. to you know making sure that these band members are picked up at the airport
3: and you hobnob with a lot of famous people. Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of little things that I'll go into it, but at the end of the day, it's a it's a larger production that really comes to life.
1: And Sam, um, you work as well in concert, no pun intended, with all of the folks at the um, radio stations here at Entercom. So. You have to make sure that everything is coordinated through the sales reps and the on-air personality so that everything is promoted properly. That's a big part of the job,
3: too. Absolutely, because we have um, a lot of sponsors that we are super, you know, uh, dedicated to making sure that they get um, exactly what they're looking for and what they're promised. And that's a huge part of Um, my job as well. And I always say it's kind of like the artist side, the listener side, and the client side. And all of them work together to make the event happen. We couldn't have an event without the artist. We couldn't have an event without our sponsors. So and, of course, the people buying the tickets. So everything kind of works three-faceted, if you will, and, and not one is more or less important than the other.
1: Speaking of which, we had Black Button on in the first segment, and uh, Jason was a very interesting uh, young guy who was talking about his success and his passion, and they've become a great partner of Entercoms as well. In fact, they're the um, presenting sponsor for an upcoming show we have celebrating Alternative Buffalo's birthday. Tell us about that. Yes,
3: yeah, so we are so excited that Black Button is uh, the pr- co-presenting sponsor um, of the Alt-Buffalo birthday show and Alt-Buffalo as a station is turning six this year. Hard to believe, Sam. And, you know, it's funny because I started, like I said, six years ago. So it's really near and dear to my heart because we kind of have <laughs> taken on this journey together, if you will. So all of the events that we've done at Alt-Buffalo, I've been lucky enough to be, you know, spearheading. But um, yeah, the Alt-Buffalo birthday show is amazing. Black Button is an amazing sponsor that is happening we actually just went on sale with tickets yesterday um, you can get those at alternativebuffalo.com but we are so excited that's going to happen on a Saturday this year. Um, we've done it weeknights and you know stuff before but this year we're doing it on a Saturday night doing it right uh, at Buffalo Riverworks and that's going to happen on uh, Saturday September 28th.
1: How exciting, and I can't believe it's been six years, and how nice that you kind of grew together, you and the station, mm-hmm. because you as a millennial are part of their target, right? That's the millennial station absolutely. as we sort of peg that. And speaking of Riverworks, in just a couple of hours, less than two hours, we have a big blended event, which is new, and uh, you've heard the spots about Smoke Them If You Got Them. It's a cigar-centered event at Riverworks uh, with some pretty big names in the cigar business coming down to uh, enjoy cigars and libations and great prizes, and there's going to be a wonderful launch available. People can still head down there today, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we open our doors at 11 o'clock on Buffalo River Works. It's actually going to be outside on one of the rinks, um, which is really cool because, you know, obviously being a cigar event as well, there's fresh air and, you know, it's, it's, you know, supposed to be a beautiful day today. So really excited about that. Tickets are still on sale. You can get them at blendedbuffalo.com. Um, you know, and until we sell out or until eleven o'clock hits, we'll be selling those tickets there. And like you said, you get full lunch with that. Anyone that's been to Buffalo Riverworks know that they do such a great job with their food. We have carving stations, we have a pasta station, we have a salad bar, um, and then the libations you were talking about. We're really, really excited to welcome Hamburg Brewing Company, as well as um, Larceny Bourbon, Elijah Craig, and Written. House, I believe it's called. Um, So we're going to be doing sampling and you get gifts with your ticket, tons of stuff for the, the value of the ticket. And we really just invite people to come down. Whether you're coming alone, you're looking for something to do, grab a buddy, grab your spouse. You don't have to smoke cigars or be you know, an aficionado to to come. Um, you could be a beginner. You could be someone who's like really into it. We're going to give you a five pack of really amazing premium cigars to start. Cut them there. Light them up. Take them home. It's really it's really going to be a special event. And
1: there's a certain sort of um fellowship, if you will, about folks who enjoy a good cigar. So even if you want to come down on your own, there's plenty of people to hobnob with. You have a common interest. And they're going to do a cutting 101. So uh, be careful because I don't know if you remember, Sam, but several years ago, Michael Jordan almost cut his finger off because he was a huge cigar smoker he still may be so it's really important to know how to cut so ricky rodriguez who is the guy who's going to be uh, running the event uh, a master blender Mm -hmm. along with laurel tilly will be there to talk about cigars and you mentioned some of the great libations that'll be there i love larceny bourbon and much like people pair wine with food you can pair bourbon or other spirits with cigars they kind of enhance the experience. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun thing to uh, to try. Um, I'm going to be on vacation or else I would absolutely be there because I've been known to smoke a senorita or two. And I talked to uh, Ricky last week. And we were talking about how it's really growing among women. Have you heard that as well? Or do you see that in your generation?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, there's less of a stigma uh, among smoking a cigar where, you know, people kind of think it's it's kind of like they think of like the Sopranos or they think right. of like the mafia, you know, <laughs> sitting around and and a smoke filled room. Well, it's not so much like that. I even have some friends, um, you know, that smoke with their you know, boyfriends or husbands or even just with their girlfriends. And it's really more of a social thing, just like you would drink a glass of wine or, or drink some some black button bourbon, maybe. But, right. you know, you you cut a cigar and you share it or you smoke it. And it's and there's so many different what I'm learning and in, in doing this event is how much goes into it. It's not just, oh, here's some tobacco. Let's roll it into a cigar. There's so much that goes into the blending process and you know, where you're getting your blends from. So I'm really excited to hear what Ricky and Laurel have to say about, you know, kind of what to pair with what. And, uh, I could and why probably, it works. I could probably take some tips on the cutting element too. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you and me both. And these folks studied. I mean, they're now just... You know they didn't just fall off the turnip truck they studied in honduras and in other parts of the caribbean where the culture and their education is so key so yeah it should be a wonderful event it's the first blended ever yep right so i'm sure it it won't be the last and again it's at 11 o'clock this morning at Riverworks uh downtown a great venue as well and then coming up later in the year sam it's hard to believe we're talking about uh winter concerts when the weather has been so fabulous but the kerfuffle before Christmas and, of course, one of our signature station events, christmas Bash, coming up as well in December. So I bet you're working on that already.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, we are. And, uh, you know, we're really excited. And it might seem like it's far away, but... As much as we want to prolong it or stop it, it'll be here before we know it. So we are really excited, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon about those events as well.
1: Look forward to it. Sam, thanks for all the great work you do for us here at Entercom and for the community at large, and I look forward to talking with you in the coming months.
3: Awesome. Have a good weekend.
1: That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. As always, thanks for carving out a slice for me, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Want to take more of your favorite music, news, sports, and podcasts with you on the go? Download the free Radio.com app today on your phone or connected device. Or listen on your smart speaker anytime, anywhere. The Hyde Park Ice Pavilion is having a used equipment swap and sale August 18th from 10 till 4. Bring your players' used equipment to 911 Robbins Drive in Niagara Falls and register them for Hyde Park Learn to Skate, Might or Squirt programs. Visit HydeParkPavilion.com for more info.